wonderful listeners out there. Welcome to Backseat Directors, your primary destination for the latest movie reviews and recommendations. I'm your host, Andre Hutchins, and alongside me right now in my newly painted, completely furniture-free office is my sister, Carmen. Hello. Well, hello. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. (laughs) In your lovely abode. Yeah, our house is still a disaster. Well, I mean, it, it's pretty it, it's pretty clean for the most part, but at least where we are, it, a lot of work needs to be done. It looks a lot better than what it was a few days ago. Well, thank you. Thank you. I will take that as a compliment. <laughs> okay, well, welcome to Backseat Directors. I'm very happy to have you. I'm happy to be here. Well, good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, are you, you yourself ready to be a Backseat Director? I'm so ready. Okay. Well, in order for our listeners to get to know you and what kind of backseat director you are, mm-hmm. let's ask some get-to-know-you questions. All right. Now it's time for some get-to-know-you questions. Question number one. What is your Desert Island movie? So, I had a couple of ideas for this one, but the one that I would say... It's really like my movie, and if you asked mom, she would tell you that this was my movie. Super your, your movie? My movie. You have claim to this movie? Yes. Okay. So it's <laughs> um, Hallmark, which is actually oh, kind of this is gonna be good. hilarious, actually. Okay, and to all the listeners, I have no idea what her answers are. I have no idea. I, give, I gave her the questions beforehand so she can prepare like her answers, but I have no idea what she's about to say. It's with <laughs> Carrie Russell, so it, it's good. And it's called um, The Magic of Wonderful Days. Or no, 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 The Magic of Ordinary Days. I and have no idea. It's like she gets pregnant at a wedlock and so she has to go to this in the middle of nowhere town where she has to get married to this guy she's never met and it's about them like falling in love and it's super cute and it's hallmark so like so it ends well. if there's only one movie you can watch for the rest of your life that's it it would be <laughs> <laughs> yes i love it so much well kudos to hallmark for making a desert island quality movie hallmark really pulled through oh my goodness okay <laughs> okay uh, i mean i have i don't even know what that movie is so i can't say anything number two i'll let you watch it what is your favorite movie theater snack? Um, I was thinking about those like sweet tart ropes. Ooh, Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? You introduced me to those actually. But I changed my mind and I'm going with Junior Mints. Oh, because man. they just make me feel good inside. <laughs> and they're perfect for just throwing one in your mouth and it's super mushy and yummy and I love chocolate and mint, so it's perfect. That's what Hunter said. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. Junior what? mints. They're yeah, good. He, he loved junior mints. Okay, uh, number three. What was the first movie that made you cry? I can't, I can't say that I can look back that far in my life and remember the moment when I cried for a movie the first time, but I do remember watching, and you'll laugh at this, Black Beauty and crying. The horse? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> it's about like the horse and you you follow its journey through life and it gets like 
beaten and abused and it's just it's so sad. And oh, hold on. <laughs> okay, hold on. Because when you I love animals. Wait, I know I've seen Black Beauty, but yeah. when you said Black Beauty, you know what movie actually popped in my head first? Spirit. No. Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you seen that movie? No. It's this girl who like <laughs> She like um Does she tame a wild horse? No, she's like she's like this person who she she and she's on a horse and they jump off of like a high dive into a pool together. What? No, I'm I'm not kidding. And like spoiler alert, this is big time spoiler alert, but she, at the at the end of the movie, she like does one more jump with her horse. Does a, she die? No, she goes blind or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> okay, anyway. Wild <laughs> hearts can't be broken. Huh? Okay. I'll put that Okay, Black my, Beauty. Yeah. I, I know I've seen it. I can't remember how it ends, but it sounds like it was very sad. It it made me cry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh. I don't mean to laugh. I've laughed at everybody's answer so far. <laughs> Amy's, Hunter's Aww. dad's, mine. Uh, well, actually, no, I haven't done mine yet. Okay. Um, question number four. Do you have a favorite director and or actor? Okay, this one's tough. So I I wouldn't say that I have, like, well, first of all, I don't pay attention to directors, which, I don't know, might not, like, give them the credit they deserve. But, like, I mean, ones that pop into my head are, like, James Cameron. But all those mm. are, like... Titanic. Yeah, I mean, really intense movies, but one that's caught my eye that I think I'll, like, keep um, watch for is actually Denzel Washington. Really? Yeah. After, like, I knew he was an actor, but after he did Fences, like, Fences, it's a whole nother conversation (laughs) because, like, the movie, I'm not talking about the movie. It makes you feel all kind of stuff, huh? (laughs) Like disappointment but no yeah I mean fence but the acting like directing is in charge of like the people Mm -hmm. in the movie and I think I mean he also acted he directed as well yeah Mm -hmm. as well as directed it so I think he did a really good job with like making the people people Mm -hmm. and I know um he was in Magnificent Seven Uh and I think he like did pretty well in that movie oh yeah i haven't Um, seen it and i'm just like kind of excited actually to see what he'll do in the future Mm. well very good that's a good answer yeah thank you okay last question if you could change the ending of any movie which would it be and how would you change it this i feel so passionate about (laughs) (laughs) okay if it's like if it's like a really new movie this might be like a spoiler so okay old okay the rule is lives like if the movie's like if it's any older than 10 years then spoilers are totally game jane austen movie oh no (laughs) (laughs) so it's jane Eyre. you've probably never even seen it I mean, there's Maybe. a lot of versions of it. I don't know. Mom watches so many of those, and I would just walk in, and she'd be, like, watching one, and yeah, I don't know. She, so Maybe I did, but I would have no but, idea. But, I mean, can I spoil this one? It's... Okay. Yeah, it's, you, you, okay. you're giving free notice to people yeah. if you need to turn Spoiler off your, alert. your, your so, podcast. <laughs> this movie ends horribly. Oh, no. Like, I mean, just pure like heartbreak and disappointment and you're left like feeling hollow on the inside oh my god and watching the credits and being like what that sounds awful why <laughs> well i know because the beginning is so promising it's jane austen so it's obviously a love story and you know like 
you know, some movies you can tolerate, you know, a not so happy ending. You're like, okay, fine, whatever, you know, I'll live. But this one just really got to me when I first watched it because I wanted the two main characters to get together so bad. And in the end, the um, protagonist, the girl, Jane, runs away from her man and she never goes back. And So she breaks his heart. Yeah. Heartbreaker. Rude, I know. (laughs) And then she finally, like, she gets word that um, the guy that she was in love with and that was in love with her, his, like, mansion caught on fire and it all burned down. And, like, everyone died except for him, from what I can remember. And so she, like, runs back, you know, all like, me, like, (laughs) you know, I still love you. And... He went blind. You gotta be kidding. And this so guy, he, like, poor sucker. He's been waiting for her to come back, you know, for like years. And she goes there and he can't even see her again because he's blind. And and she's like, well, I guess I'll stay with you now. You know, like out of pity. But, yeah. Well, so, if I could change it, I would not let him have gone blind. And her, like... I would let her run away, but at least have him, like, come after her or her go back after a little bit and, like, them live So you want them to after. end together? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I would have changed it that. She changes her mind and comes back and says, take me back. And he yeah. says, nah, no thanks. <laughs> I'm better off. <laughs> well, thank you. Those were fantastic answers. And now that our listeners have gone to get, uh, they have gone to know you a little bit better, mm-hmm. let's introduce this week's movie. Backseat Directors presents this week's movie. And this week's movie is Kong Skull Island. Movie details. Bill Randa, played by John Goodman, becomes obsessed with proving to the world that monsters truly exist after experiencing a catastrophic event while as a soldier during World War II. He leads an expedition team to uncover the truth on Skull Island. So, Kong, Skull Island, it is the most recent adaptation of the classic King Kong, which made its theatrical debut in 1933, and since then there have been over 10 versions of Kong played out on the big screen. Kong Skull Island was released on March 10th, 2017, and has a running time of 1 hour and 58 minutes. It's rated PG-13 for intense sequences of sci-fi violence and action, and for brief strong language. This is a movie that I think you should keep the kids home for. There are some parts that uh, will be pretty disturbing to some younger viewers. Uh, Kong uh, stars Brie Larson as Mason Weaver, Tom Hiddleston as James Conrad, Samuel L. Jackson as Lieutenant Colonel Packard, and John C. Riley as Hank Marlowe. So Brie Larson, she made her name more recognizable with her starring role in the 2015 movie Room, and you'll recognize Tom Hiddleston from his ongoing role as Loki and Marvel's Avenger movies. Kong is directed by Jordan Bull Roberts, whose most recent director work was the 2013 movie The Kings of Summer. However, Kong was Jordan's first big-budget film, and by big-budget, I mean approximately $185 million. Kong also had an opening weekend ticket uh, ticket sales that grossed over $61 million, 
and to date, Kong has made over $533 million worldwide, which, yes, and to some of uh, maybe some of your disappointment, uh, but not to mine, uh, th- there will most definitely be a sequel. Okay, now we are going to jump into our movie review. Backseat Directors Movie Review. All right, Carmen. So I saw this movie a couple weeks ago with Amy. Mm-hmm. And let's just say she wasn't too big of a fan. <laughs> and so I was trying to figure out who I could get on the podcast to review this mm-hmm. with me because I know in the future, like, I will have podcasts where I'm probably alone, where I don't have anybody to review that with me or that wants to review this, a movie with me. But when I found out that you saw the movie, I was very excited. <laughs> yeah. And now we can talk about Kong. Well, at least the latest version of Kong because yeah. there have been... Many. Many different versions of Kong. And most recently, most recently was a Kong, um, well, I think it was called, it was just King Kong mm. by Universal Universal Pictures, directed by, um, oh shoot, why am I, oh, Peter Jackson, the director of Lord of the Rings. Oh. He did, it was like one of his first movies after Lord of the Rings. He did King Kong and it was like, it was like a three and a half hour movie. Wow. It was so long. And one of the main characters was Jack Black. <laughs> and he tried to play this like serious <laughs> oh role, but you couldn't you help can. but just laugh yeah. at him. But anyway, Not it was so. like, I actually liked that movie. The only reason like one of the big things I didn't like about it was how long it was. It yeah. was, it was like Lord of the Rings length long. It was so long. Not good. Okay, but this is a sidetrack because we're not reviewing the old King <laughs> no. Kong. We are reviewing the Kong. new Kong Skull, Skull Island. Island. Right. Well, let's just jump into it. So right. I'm going to ask you when you saw the movie and it was done. Mm-hmm. What were your initial impressions? I walked out of that movie pleasantly surprised. I mean, like, movies like this where it's, like, just action, I don't go in with very many expectations. (laughs) Fair (laughs) enough. Fair enough. I mean, like, all you're going to get, like, the most recent Jason Bourne, Mm -hmm. like, action, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when I left, like, with that one and for this one, I was like, it's what I expected it to be, action. Um, But... It was better than that. Like, it was different in a lot of ways, which I'll hold um, for the next part. Okay. Um, What I liked about it. But, yeah, I mean, like, it just... I had low expectations, but they exceeded them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So my initial impression of the movie was that it was... It was your typical big monster yeah. thriller movie, right? Mm-hmm. So it was it was definitely full of action. It had great sound and sound mm-hmm. effects, and visually, like yeah. it was like visually, a very really good visually like pretty and and overall like it was kind of it was visually stunning. Yeah. I, I mean, I I don't know another another way to describe it, just because. The location of where it's filmed. Mm-hmm. I actually just found out it was actually filmed in Vietnam, which is oh, kind of really? funny they because went there? yeah, so it was cool. actually filmed in Vietnam, and you know, I mean, because it, it's based uh, in the it's like late sixties or early seventies right. during during the, the Vietnam, Vietnam War. or it's at the very end of the Vietnam War, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, 
And so, yeah, they actually filmed in Vietnam, um, which put kind of like a different perspective on it. But it was very pretty. Yeah. But in the the effects on how like they did different shots of Kong kind of like like Close glowing up. in the sunset. Yeah. And like, yeah. Like it was it was really, really entertaining that way. Um, well, side note, it, yeah. I think I've like I'm very grateful that I've been born in the era that I have, because if you watched like old movies that are supposed to be, like, big, like, big scary monsters, like Mm -hmm. Kong, you know, in the 40s or something, black and white, like, you're like, oh, my gosh, you know, and then the effects aren't that good, and, but with this, like, I'm so happy that there's technology (laughs) that, so you're not watching claymation anymore, (laughs) ew, claymation is the worst, oh, whatever, oh, no, nightmare before christmas, oh, that one's the best, it makes me feel uncomfortable, claymation, but, (laughs) but, like, the technology to make graphics, like, in this Mm -hmm. movie, it's just so, like, mind-boggling how a computer can do that, and make it look so real, you know, I know, it really is crazy, and that is definitely what was given yeah. in this movie. Yeah. And, yeah, so my initial impression was, like, it's a fun movie. It yeah. was fun. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Like, Amy didn't like it, but she she's not, like, into these kind of movies, and that's okay. But, I mean, I'll go to the movie just for the sake of being entertained. Right. And I felt like I was entertained. Like, it was it was just a fun movie. Yeah. Right? I thought... I, I mean, it, it being released in March, I thought was kind of weird. This I felt like it was more of a summer mm-hmm. movie. So I thought the release date was kind of weird. But yeah, my initial impression was it was fun. It was fun. Okay, well now let's let's jump into our critiques or what you did not like about the movie. Um, going back to what I said before, I because I didn't have any expectations, like I don't think I could critique anything. I mean, like what what you were saying um about Samuel L. Jackson and his character. Like, it's true. I mean, I guess it's just part of, like, being a good actor, but him being the bad guy, like, it just really got to me. I didn't like him. Intensified it? Yeah. I didn't like him at all. No. (laughs) And his character just made me feel gross inside. And that's, like, and I don't like that feeling. And so that's probably my only critique. Um, Because everything else, I was like, it's just what I imagined, you know, what it would be and what it would deliver. Mm Mm-hmm. So, is that? Do you have any others? Nope. That was it. Yeah. Really? So wait, wait, wait. Hold on. So your critique was that you just didn't like him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know that's like what their goal was. You always, they always want you to hate the bad guy as much as like he's supposed to be hated. But I just, oh, bad guys. <laughs> so it's kind of a good a good critique. <laughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, well, the, if those are your only critiques, and I'll jump into my critiques. Okay. And yes, mine does, uh, one of my critiques centers around Samuel L. Jackson. And so, and I do feel conflicted because I do feel the same. He played such a good bad guy. Yeah. You don't like, like him. Like, almost too good. You don't like him at all. But I, I, I have never really liked Samuel L. Jackson as an actor. <laughs> One, because I feel like in most movies that he is casted in, he's always the bad guy. Yeah. And and the few movies where he's supposed to be a good guy, so like he plays in the like the prequel Star Wars movies that came out in the early two thousands. Yeah. He plays a Jedi. 
Oh, so technically, right, he's supposed right, to be right. a good guy, but he. He's weird. Okay, again, I've never I've never met him in person, and I don't know what he's actually like. <laughs> and so I, I only hope know I never have well, to. <laughs> that's the thing. Like I feel like he comes off extremely arrogant, mm-hmm. so arrogant, and just like, like I am so much better than you, and I am so right, and you are so wrong type of persona that anytime I see him on screen, I just cringe. I really do. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, Samuel L. Jackson. Well, and I wonder how much one, like the actors themselves, their personality, how much of that plays into what Mm -hmm. role they play. Mm -hmm. You know, like um, Heath Ledger, they're coming out with a documentary about him and they're going to like exclusively go into the Dark Knight and his like role in being the Joker. And, you know, that, like, if you play a role, like, you have to become that person that you're playing in some way or another. And so, whether it's, like, just that Samuel L. Jackson just plays a really good bad guy, like, how much of it is just because he really is, like, a bad guy in real life. And I totally agree, because, and rest in peace, Heath Ledger, an incredible actor. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly believe that his best, his best performance as an actor was the Dark Knight as Joker. It was incredible. You could not, you could not recognize him, not right. just because he didn't have paint, but because he was so different mm-hmm. than any other part he had ever played in any other movie that it was, it was creepy. Like yeah. it was so creepy and he crazy knowing that that was Heath Ledger. Dedicated like everything to out, you know, while filming and outside right. of filming yes. to becoming, right. you know, the Well, Joker. because he plays like, he plays really likable, char- uh, like a character in, um. Like a Knight's Tale. Knight's Tale. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Where you like him and you root for him and he's like charming and handsome and, yeah. and, and the Joker, like he's just or a guy you don't want to meet. 10 Things I Hate About You. Yes. So, but Samuel L. Jackson, I feel like he's the same person every movie, and he's just a pompous, <laughs> arrogant son of a gun. <laughs> so, well, so <laughs> yeah, and the, I think the movie that kind of like what I mentioned before that I think really wraps him up well in mm-hmm. that idea is Kingsman with oh, okay. Colin Firth. If yeah. you watch it, like he is this crazy, like you know, the end justifies the means type oh, person yeah. where mm-hmm. he will do anything. To, like, get what he wants. And it's a really gory movie. More, like, gory than I had, <laughs> had emotionally planned <laughs> for. Yeah. And so, I mean, it was definitely rated R. And there was blood everywhere. And <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson is just standing there like, everything's cool. And, yeah. And so, after that movie, I was like, I don't know how I feel about you. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I... I I guess this is, kind of, I mean, my critique, it's hard, kind of hard to say it's like a legitimate critique or like thing I didn't like other than just like I don't really personally <laughs> like Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. Probably he's just a really good actor and plays a really good bad guy. Mm-hmm. And like maybe he's like a super nice guy in real life. I have no idea. Maybe. But he does seem to appear in a lot of movies. And Carl and I, we just looked up. Guy. Yeah, we just looked up. So as of 2015, he had played in 148 movies. So we were, Not we're at least this one. right. We're at least sure he's at least 149, 100. maybe 150. Yeah. So he's been in a ton of movies, but yeah, I just I just feel like he's the same person in every movie. 
Okay, my second critique. Um, let me just look at my that notes here. That was only here. your first one. Yeah, I know. Wow. Sorry, it was kind of a rant. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> if you like Samuel L. Jackson, I do apologize. Uh. And if you're related to Samuel L. Jackson anyway, <laughs> please forgive me. Again, like I'd love to meet him in person. I just hope he's not how he is in movies. Um, he's okay. just the go-to bad guy. So my second t- critique was about John Goodman's character. He is introduced very early on in the movie, and you feel, at least it, it portrays as if he's going to be like a lead role or lead character in the movie. And then all of a sudden, maybe John like Goodman a third... John Goodman is the... He's like, he's the person that gets a governmental a government approval to have oh, the expedition right right the guy in the beginning yes yeah i yes. thought he was gonna be good too well he just disappears he totally disappears i mean i, I no spoilers okay this is a spoiler free <laughs> right. podcast but i mean like he he like his character becomes non-existent you forget about him because other characters take on yes overpower him and John Goodman, I love John Goodman. I think he's a fantastic actor. And I thought he was going to play a more prominent role in the movie. I did too, actually. But he just, like, gets just kind of, like... Wiped, wiped Yeah, he out. just gets kind of, like, placed to the side, you know? And you just... Even when he's still in the movie, you kind of forget he's there. Yeah. And so I was kind of disappointed in that because I was looking forward to having John Good- Goodman in more of a stronger role. My last critique... So this is not a spoiler, but anytime you watch a, a King Kong movie... There's always other monsters in the movie. There's always other monsters. So in, in the Peter Jackson version of King Kong, he fights T-Rex dinosaurs. Mm. And in this one, he fights these monsters called skull crawlers. And I, I'm not opposed to him fighting other giant monsters. It's a monster movie, so that's what it's supposed to be. Right. But he, these monsters are weird, like deformed, not recognizable species at all. And I didn't like that because all the other species they introduce on the island are recognizable. Right. They're even ones though they're on giant. Earth, but they're yeah, huge. even though they're giant, like a giant octopus or a giant water buffalo or, or giant, giant ants. ants. Or yeah, or like spiders. Like they are creatures that we are familiar with. These skull crawlers, they were they were just like I, I wish they had done something. Even if it was a dinosaur, I would have been mm. okay with a dinosaur, like because those were at least real at one point in time. These skull crawlers were just Fic- fictional, so like you wish that they were actually like real. Make okay, like I know we're talking about we we're like talking about like a five hundred foot gorilla. I understand find in that's the fiction, Amazon, probably. yes, but like make it just make it more relatable and like more real. True. I mean, something that I did notice that I was like eh, about in the movie was their body. Like, if you noticed, and from what I can remember, they only had two front legs yes. and a tail and a tail right so i was like i don't know if i like that about them that like no get, at least give us like one more leg yes <laughs> you know like yes to just have two front feet it's like a snake that's evolving and they're not there yet so it, like with makes a it giant look, uh, sharp tooth beak <laughs> yeah and so it makes them look like kind of awkward to get around and i just feel like they could have designed them differently right that they could either like yeah, just add two more feet and they would be like cooler, I guess. Yeah, I just I I I know they were probably designed to be scary or look scary yeah. or whatever it was or like a formidable foe for Kong to fight. But had it been like had it been like a giant 
I don't know, like a giant snake or something like that. Like yeah. you're still scared. Everybody hates snakes. You're still going to be scared of a snake. The people in the movie, they're going to see like a giant snake and they're going to be like, oh my gosh. All you need to do is add radiation yes. and everything is I just, real. Exactly. I just, I didn't <laughs> think that they needed to like make these weird monsters. I just, I didn't like that part. Mm-hmm. So that's my last critique. Anything else? No. Okay. Uh, let's do our highlights. What were your highlights and the things you liked most about the movie? So what I noticed, um, well, okay, yeah. So this is why I was like pleasantly surprised. Um, It, when I think, like when someone says King Kong, I think of a giant monkey, you know, hanging on to the Empire State Building and swapping, like swatting at helicopters out of the sky. (laughs) Like being in like, a metropolitan area downtown somewhere in like New York laying and just waste like, to yeah, the city <laughs> and just like looking so out of place being in you know the concrete jungle right, you know right. and so I really liked that they kind of changed it up in this one and put him in like his home like yeah. his habitat where you know you see him what he does normally right. you know in his life um like killing octopus octopi (laughs) octopi and lakes you know like um and so i like that um and what something that i noticed too was like the world itself um on the island was for me very avatar-esque um that there's you know, a shot in the beginning of the movie, very scenic Mm -hmm. and it's very beautiful, you Mm -hmm. know, and all the characters are like looking at it and being like, wow, you know, and it is like, it's super pretty. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really did enjoy that part. And it just, it did remind me of like Avatar when they find the new world. Mm -hmm. Um, and the skull crawlers help with that idea of Avatar. More fantasy-like. Yeah. That like, the creatures in there aren't just giant-sized animals that you can find, like, on Earth. Oh, so kind of like my critique is one of your highlights, then. Well, no, that's something I'm just that you saying, liked. Yeah, I mean, like, it goes along with the fantasy world okay. um, idea that, like, there it. can be creatures there that, like, follow the same anatomy, kind of, of, like, regular animals that you'll see, mm-hmm. um, but still different. Mm-hmm. Like, the horses in Avatar with the eight legs or six legs or how many they have. Yeah. You know, like, it's just on the edge of being something you can relate to and not being new. Right. So, that's... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, listeners, this is is a first on Backseat Directors. Carmen Carmen has her notes for the show written on her hand. I didn't... I noticed that... I noticed you had suffering on your hand. I didn't know it was the notes for the show. (laughs) Well, Andre writes his notes on his iPad and is reading from from his pad. I I got a pen and wrote it on my hand. That is funny. (laughs) So... Very innovative. Well done. Well done. Okay, do you have any other highlights? Um, (laughs) Just reading your hand. (laughs) Well, something I forgot to mention. Well, and do you want to talk about, like, the other actors? No, you get... This is your your piece. Go ahead. This is your piece. Talk about it. Something, like, that, I mean, it's not really a highlight, though. It's just something, like, um, actually, you know what? I'll just save it for later. 
Are you sure? Yeah, for the review. Okay. Well, you this can... is the review. No, but like, okay, the recommendation. Oh, the rec- Okay, yeah. okay. Well, all right. The, the, these are my highlights. Okay. And these are the things that stood out to me the most. Um, so the soundtrack to the movie is excellent. It's it's a bunch of kind of like old old, old school yeah. like dads, you know, dads mm-hmm. rock and roll. All the his CDs with like um, Creedence of Clearwater and stuff like that, yeah. and um, just really good seventies rock. But I thought they the way that they introduced they, to yeah, the music. Anytime that music is playing in the movie, someone is actually playing the music. Yeah, so someone, you actually from, see someone turn on like music on speakers yeah, and stuff like that. It's coming from a source in the movie. Yeah. So it's and not, then it like goes yes. to the background. So it's the soundtrack of the movie, but it's actually music being played in the movie. And, and it, I thought it was really creative and yeah, really innovative. And they do that throughout the whole movie. Yes. So like on the helicopters mm-hmm. or on the radio, mm-hmm. like, or on the like makeshift boat mm-hmm. that they had yeah 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 i thought i thought that was a fantastic little little piece but mm-hmm. and then uh my the the best <laughs> the best thing i liked about the movie was john c Riley. He, he oh my god so i've i've really haven't seen too many movies with him in it and i know he played on uh saturday night live for a while and yeah. i think that's where he kind of got his start um but john c Riley was so Funny. funny and he was so good and he he probably was like my favorite person and actor in the movie yeah. he was so great i mean he played he like played the role of comedic relief yes because everything else is so like fighting and violent but he yes. like makes everything light yes which i feel like i mean you have to love him for that you right. know any character that right makes people laugh right and he i mean i um one of my favorite newer disney movies uh is wreck it ralph and right. he plays and the voice of wreck it ralph. ralph and when i found that out oh i i it made it even better <laughs> just even better but yeah. yeah he he by far was my favorite actor um of the movie mm-hmm. and just any scene that involved him was a good scene <laughs> I, it was I, a good scene i think my favorite part actually no spoilers though yeah um it's like when he's communicating eric quote unquote communicating oh, yeah. <laughs> he was like he's like with these people and they don't the, the have, aboriginal people the, yeah they're yeah. not they're they don't have like a vocal language everything right. is like i don't know body aura uh-huh. like I, yeah and so he like learned their language and he was like when he was saying goodbye he just stared at them and they like stared back and he's like, what a beautiful conversation, <laughs> you know, like, and then left. And so I just thought that was a really funny part. Yeah, he was really good. Really good. All right. So, Carmen, we need to uh, let's wrap this up. All right. Uh, any final thoughts on the movie? Um, Not recommendation yet, but you're just right. your final thoughts. Brie Larson. OK. Um, she I haven't seen her very much in many movies, but I did recognize her. Um, and I like her a lot because of what she played, um, I don't know when it came out, The Room. I think it was last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, if anyone, if you haven't seen The Room, definitely this is a go-see-it movie. Um, it's not in the theaters anymore, but go see it. Um, based on a true story. Really, like, sad, but heartwarming. And it just, like, I guess it was her character in that movie. It just made me admire her a lot. And her character in Kong was, like, really witty and, you know, strong and mm-hmm. determined. Mm-hmm. And so I think she did really well. 
in yeah. this movie. Yeah. I really liked her too. I, I have not seen uh, The Room and I, I I honestly don't think I've ever seen her in any other movie yeah. or at least one that I would recognize. But I, I do think that she played a very good role and she's, she, she is your, the damsel, not a damsel in distress because no. she's a very strong character in the movie, but she is the damsel the that end. tames the beast. Yeah. Because any Kong movie, there's always the woman or the lead female who is able to tame the beast. And she is, and she plays a great part. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Okay. Well, very good. Well, that was a fantastic review, Carmen. Mm, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Now let's jump into our backseat director's recommendation on the movie. Our recommendation. Okay, Carmen, what is your recommendation? I would say go see it. Um, not for like, the plot itself because <laughs> there really is no plot it's just like it's not a deep thinker movie no it's yeah. and that's those are the kind of movies that i prefer one that you have to watch over and over again to understand it finally um so if you're like going in for the plot or like some kind of overarching moral message like if you if that's what you're looking for don't like i think you can wait until it comes out on dvd but I think a huge, I mean, a huge part of this movie, like we said, is like visuals Mm -hmm. and not very many people like can go on a big screen and watch it on DVD whenever they want to. And so really for a lot of people, the only time they can have access to like a huge screen with, you know, surround sound, Mm -hmm. really good quality effects, Mm -hmm. like is in the theater. And so I would say it's worth it at least once to go. And buy a ticket and see it. Well, I think you've convinced me because yeah. I th- I thought that this was going to be my first maybe wait recommendation. But I've convinced you. Well, well, yeah. I mean, you made me think differently <laughs> I mean, about like, it because... maybe go on matinee Tuesday. I mean, I know. But... Like, I, I, I walked away and said, that was a fun movie. It was fun. And I agree with you. If you're looking to, to get anything out of this movie other than just the entertainment value, then this is not a movie. Yeah, then you can wait. However, if this movie is to be experienced the way I feel it's meant to be experienced, which is on the big screen, not in your home on, even if you had, even if you had a 60 or 70 or 80 inch TV, it's not going to be the same because yes, this is a very visually um, aesthetic movie and it's, and it's just, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. So, I think, yeah, I think go you did convince it. me. So I think I am going to give it a go see it Yay! recommendation. <laughs> okay, well, um, Carmen, thank you so much for joining me on Backseat Directors. Thank you. It was so much fun. Well, good. I'm, I hope you had a good time. I and did. I hope all of you listeners enjoyed the podcast. Uh, let's let's uh, end this, Carmen, by um, just letting everybody know if they would like to reach out to you and mm. and continue the conversation about Kong, how they can get a hold of you or follow you on social media. Probably the best way would be Instagram. Okay. So my handle is Noelle, N-O-E-L-L-E underscore Hutch. Um, and I'll respond immediately <laughs> if anyone wants to reach out and talk about whatever. It doesn't have to be Kong. I'm up for anything. Well, great. Well, and all of you listeners, you guys can follow us on Instagram as well, but not just Instagram, on Facebook and Twitter. And our handle is at the BD Podcast. Again, that's at the BD Podcast. 
And you can also subscribe and download this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Podbean. And we really hope that you enjoyed this week's episode, and we look forward to our next review. And I am Andre Hutchins, and this has been Backseat Directors. The Backseat Directors theme song is Let's Go to the Movies by Ozo Motley. You can find the album, Ozo Motley Presents Ozo Kids, and all of their other music on iTunes. Join the conversation online and follow Backseat Directors on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The DD Podcast. So many different types of movies we can all choose from. There's action, adventure, animation, and comedy. There's sci-fi.